Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is the fourth show in 2022. Uh, and I thought today we would uh, look at things in a, in a more general way again. Uh, we had a more particular focus last time. And so I want to return to looking at these influences of the outer planets, which I obviously focus on quite a bit, Uranus and Neptune and Pluto. And try to, again, understand where we find ourselves here in their cycles and their influences upon us and our, our, our culture and our, our, uh, and our economies and, and lifestyles down here. Um, so, so that's going to be the topic that I'll come to in a few moments. But first, just wanted to um, let you know that if you want to reach me at any point, uh, to schedule a reading with me or to suggest a topic for a future show. Uh, the best way to reach me is my email, um, which is my name, Bill Atride, B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. Or you can certainly find me on various social platforms and uh, find links there to my phone number and other things to reach me as well. Um, and, and again, um, uh, uh, what I want to stress is that if after I do the um, first part of the talk here, um, that if you uh, then I'll open up the airways here for your questions or thoughts. Uh, please just give me your first name so I know who I'm talking to, uh, that I can call you by name. And as well, if you have a question about someone else's chart or your own chart, all I would need certainly is a date of birth and a place of birth. And that's plenty if that's all we have. But if you have time of birth, then I can tell you that much more. So, you know, date, place, and time, or you know, whatever, whatever you have, but at least the date and a place of birth is required to pull up at least a generic chart, okay? And then in terms of a little bit of what's happening out there uh, in the heavens right now and what we should be looking ahead to here in the month of April, um, the biggest shift that we're going to be experiencing is actually the next solar eclipse at the very last day of April, April 30th. Um, um, that will be the, the solar eclipse. And then uh, following uh, just uh, almost a month later um, will be the lunar eclipse uh, in, in May, or not a month later, two weeks later, I'm sorry, in May 16th. Um, and then, of course, also when we get to May, and that after that first week of May, we will be having our next Mercury retrograde from May the 10th until June the 3rd. And, of course, I'll be talking about that and its influences upon us down here and how we should manage our, our affairs accordingly. Um, and other things will be coming up during that period in May and June we'll get to as we get closer. Okay. Um, all right. So, so with that all uh, taken care of, I thought I would uh, t- turn to the topic of today, uh, which I've titled the, the show, uh, Bubbles of Belief and the Gravity Well of Faith. And those of you who've been listening before or reading my works before, um, have, a, have at least have heard me talk about bubbles of belief and maybe not the gravity well of faith. So we'll, we'll talk about that today and explain what I'm getting at there. So uh, I thought it would be help us here to pull back from any one issue today and, and focused on, and we could focus, we'll be focused and uh, uh, one issue on Ukraine and Zelensky and Putin last time and sort of zoom out, if you will, and look at the principal planetary avatars of meaning once again, which is to look to Uranus and Neptune and Pluto and re-examine their messages for us at this time. But first, I would also like to remind us that the planets and stars do not make the content of what happens here on Earth. They do not create love or hate, peace or war. What we have, what we face, and what we will make the very real content of our individual character, the sensibilities and morals of our communities, and the reality of our economic and political orders, all of that is something that we have fashioned since the moment we humans 
moved into self-aware development many thousands of years ago. The moment we became, began to become self-aware and see patterns within ourselves and between one another and in the world around us, the moment we began to fashion ways of meeting our needs that we could pass down to those after us, the moment we became co-creators of ourselves and this world, it is then that we became responsible for what we have done well and not so well throughout human history. And this understanding of how much we make and remake ourselves and our reality has become increasingly evident over the last 500 years. We find at this moment in our journey of awakening that we humans have become one of the principal instruments of evolution on this earth. And as always, since the moment we woke up, the key to our future would forever flow from the great injunction of spiritual wisdom and self-mastery, which is to know thyself. But how is it that we did or do this? What is this secret of our power to create and the power to destroy ourselves and our world? What we understand is that this awesome gift with the power to create or destroy was forged when we became self-aware and we became capable of holding our experiences in vehicles of preservation and transmission, in symbols and sounds, in knowledge and in wisdom. And it was then that we became ever more responsible as the shapers and makers of our destiny. These vehicles of preservation take many forms in earlier ages, but still very much present in our own time, the customs and life ways of a group of humans, a family tribe, or a small community, or, or larger community, who having discovered how to secure their needs in their local area for water, food, shelter, etc., we humans would create stories and rituals that held this knowledge of our world for those that followed. Our greatest treasure and gift to those who will follow us is this living energy form of mind that persists from generation to generation. But these vehicles of knowing and memory do not just pass on practical or technical knowledge. For we humans are made of much more than naked ideas or thoughts. We also find it necessary to enfold and encode our knowledge and truth with meaningfulness. We do not merely think, we think, feel, or feel, think. And our experiences, memories, stories, and wisdom are held together and passed down in ways that hold us together with these energy forms of love and hate, faith and fear, compassion and selfishness that move us deeply and profoundly and truly form our reality of one another and our world. I have called these vehicles of experience, and this designation becomes increasingly relevant in the more complex human communities of ethnicities, cultures, and modern nation states. I call these holders of meanings our bubbles of belief. It is Neptune's role for us as the avatar of understanding and meaning by its individual sonotic cycles, that's one circuit around our star to the next, and its intersecting cycles with Uranus and Pluto especially, it is Neptune's messaging that can be most helpful in explaining, helping to explain the waves of meaningfulness that sweep through us and our history. Again, I want to stress that it's not Neptune or any planet for that matter, which forms the specific type of content of meaning that any one group or culture has created and followed. That content and that meaning is made by us. It has evolved and developed over time from the very distant past and that accretion and creation 
informs our present circumstances. And it can also help us to understand how we might be shaping our future too. And what we see from our recorded histories, certainly since the time of the ancient or classical worlds before the current era, and then increasingly down to our very own time today, we see how the power of beliefs of one group or of one people or one culture can have the most significant effects upon that group internally and equally upon those with whom they have contact externally. Indeed, what we can now see in the present day is that these bubbles of belief influence and shape the entire world in both wonderful and horrific ways. We humans are so very protean in our nature, capable of creating or making the value of ourselves and of the material world we live in, bending and transforming in a multitude of ways so that the range of our cultures, beliefs, life ways, and the hierarchies of values experienced over the course of our history is quite astounding, rich, and varied. These bubbles of belief form and shape our very notions of who we are, what it means to be human, what we aspire to be, including the notion of what is the meaning or purpose of our lives. But because how very deeply we humans are made from and held by these thought-feeling forms, their influence over any individual or group or culture or nation is very profound. It is one thing when we consider the more minor vehicles of technique and meaning, the accumulated knowledge that enables each generation to literally not have to reinvent the wheel. But it is entirely a different order of meaning when we consider these larger bubbles of belief and meaning that shape a group or culture or nation, molding and holding their spiritual and cultural ideals, their categories of right and wrong, of good and evil of truth and falsehood. And this is what I meant by including in the title for this show what I call the phenomenon of the gravity well of faith. What do I mean by this? It is the concept that as groups of peoples and even more as a set of subcultures are formed and finally as a larger ever arching culture of a people or nation is established, their core beliefs become somewhat like the observations of the influence of gravity, which is itself most powerfully observed when we see how the passage of light from a particular star is literally bent by the gravity of another star or even more by a black hole. I would argue that in a mental, emotional way, the attachment and weight of belief and faith has a similar effect of pulling those members into a deeply binding system of reality, which creates an all-powerful idea-feeling form that holds that group together as one. It is the way of that people. It is the, their spiritus mundi, the spirit of a time, or their zeitgeist, the defining character of the people in a period of history. And throughout human history, we have witnessed the awesome power of what we might consider constructive and destructive bubbles of belief, as in the ideas and passions forged by religious beliefs or the drama of social movements striving to advance social justice. But we have equally witnessed the horrors committed in the name of faith or the so-called advancement or triumph of one people by the destruction of another. Truly, these more encompassing and compelling belief bubbles hold and bind their believers in a deep well of fervor, which can lead to the most disparate of outcomes. History, and certainly what we would call the modern era, the gravity well of faith that holds all a people as one, the idea of a people defined by a geographic area a common history, a certain set of cultural attributes, etc., has been a principal driver of human integration within that group 
and defined and shaped its relationship with other peoples or groups. Yet beyond these natural foundations for the defining of a people, beyond what many have held as the true rootedness found in blood and soil, we also have seen the very power of an idea itself, such as all humans are created equal, permeate and overthrow these more so-called natural determinations of what forms the gravity well of faith. The shift from prevailing bubbles of belief and even from one gravity well to another has both been a product of our human protean capacity and equally the driver of that transformative evolution. Truly, we are and make what we are by how we think and feel about who we are, where we come from, what matters to us, and how that fits with the larger world around us and other groups with other beliefs and gravity wells of faith. Astrologically, what we can observe over time with regards to the cycle of Neptune around the zodiac is that there are similar influences created when it's moving through the zodiacal signs, and especially when it is passing through Pisces as it is now, along with significant indications revealed by its orbital relationship with Uranus, as well as its orbital pattern with Pluto, too. For our purpose today, whenever Neptune known as the universal solvent, is moving through its own sign of Pisces, we have seen a greater propensity toward the dissolving and the warping of the bubbles of belief and meaning for that period. Our period from 2011 to 2026 is like that of 1848 to 1862 or, or 1685 to 1698. Or, or 1520 to 1520, uh, 1524. In our time, as in those periods, there was a surge of mysticism and creativity, of religious and ideological ferment, and the breaking down of the old certainties as borders between the orders and realms of society became more permeable. What happened? in such periods, is that the former certainties of a reigning order of meaning begin to dissolve, and individuals and groups become untethered to a commonly held reality formation. This movement beyond the limits or confines of previous held truths and beliefs can be liberating. And indeed, this letting go in order to grow has been a necessary and significant instrument of progress. But it is also probable, and many times we have seen this as well, that the breaking of those bubbles of beliefs which, ha which been, have been held together, the many as one, in a shared gravity well of faith, will lead those untethered souls into wider and sometimes weirder permutations of meanings and faith. Indeed, these newly freed individuals and groups of individuals may become entangled and enchanted by a newfound faith or truth, which may or may not be true at all. Or they may look back, returning to what, they, what way of feeling and thinking to a way of being that was lost and wish to reclaim it. The problem is that now no longer being circumscribed and held to some sense of a centered self by a fundamental well of meaning, the very longing for that center of meaning by which to hold themselves together can be the very instrument by which they become pulled into and held by a newfound or rediscovered belief and they forge an alternate well of meaning that is not based in a widely shared reality that has prevailed over time and, which ha and that had been tested and affirmed by its functioning within the larger world. Indeed, they often take comfort and pride in standing apart, holding themselves with a high regard for their role as restorers or avengers or redeemers. 
And in that very well of gravity they have forged, they may lead themselves into a way of being that can cause great harm to themselves and to others. As we have certainly seen here and around the world long ago and in our present day too. Now, given we are in such a moment now where the old certainties, which were not without illusions to be sure, but they held us in a belief that we had moved more closely into a world where consensus and agreement would create some kind of golden age. But instead, we find ourselves as individuals and in groups and even as nations confused and uncertain as to our future so that we find ourselves desperately holding on to whatever provides some comfort amidst the tumult of rumors, half-truths, propaganda, conspiracies, and the havoc fomented by weak souls wielding deadly powers. Well, what do any of us do to find our way in such a world? I am sure you know what I'm about to say to that. For the truth is this. The truth never changes. It is what makes the universe and you and I. And it is encoded in the patterns that make the building blocks of the physical world from atoms to molecules to organisms like you and me and the stars. The truth is out there and in us too. We have seen these patterns of meaning with both our intuitive gifts and our scientific instruments. Yes, we feel and think about these wheels within wheels, patterns within patterns that form the web, the warp and weft of the entire universe from the infinitesimal to the infinite. You, me, and the whole universe are made from shaped by and are here because of the first well of gravity, the one. And long, long ago and throughout the ages, various wise ones and prophets, scientists and seers, and many who remain unknown have found their way to this singular truth that we are all, no matter where we think we came from, and no matter what we may feel about one another, we are all here to come back to the source of all, to remember and understand that we are made as one by the one, forged by love, and we are here to love one another. What is the way forward? What is the path we must follow? It is quite simple, really which is why it is truly true. I wrote this earlier, and it bears repeating now. The only way forward is to follow the path of everlasting truth, which is that this universe is formed by one primary energy form, the unconditional love of the one for all the ones, and that made by unconditional love, we are here to love and be loved unconditionally too. And given the energy form that holds all of creation as one is our root energy form as well, then we are here quite simply to love one another. And it follows that we should love the other as we love our own true self, for there really is no difference. Each one of us, all of us, are in truth sparks of the one, and so we are here to live by the light of the divine within each of us, indeed in all that we do. And it is by this love that we bow to the divine that is the entirety of this wondrous creation too. The ancient wisdom holds that the love of the one is unconditional and all-encompassing. And we, who are sparks of this one divine light, we are equally called upon to strive to treat one another and indeed all of life as our brothers and sisters, as our mothers and fathers, as dear to us as we are to ourselves. 
that we are here quite simply to learn and so become that light which is love. And that our entire journey in spirit is for us to awaken to our true nature, which is to love and be loved in this creation, a creation in which we and countless sparks of the divine actually form that living embodiment of love. So I would say the way forward is clear, as it has always been clear to those who follow the path of light and love. When you see someone in trouble, there you are. When you see the evil that is ignorance, there you should be a light of understanding and healing. When you wish to do what is right, there is but one thing you must do. Love one another. Okay. Um, uh, I need to grab a bit of a little liquid here for a second. Hold on. I am... Um, I think about what I'm going to write, and I don't know what I'm going to write, and then I start writing, and it just comes out, um, which is a good thing. Um, and often I'll, I'll find when I'm doing that, I, um, I, I have an idea of what I'm going to write, which is fine. It's good to have a starting point. And I end up at a very different point, and I just let that happen. Um, so I, I've learned to sort of trust that <laughs> and not worry about what I'm going to say. Uh, for the most part, I'll, I write down thoughts and ideas and, and notes and stuff, but um, it, just, it just comes out. But, um, but certainly, uh, I will want to continue this, what I'm talking about today, and flesh it out some more because of what's happening on the planet right now. And also, I want to weave in that understanding that Pluto with Neptune and, and Uranus with Neptune provides, because it really is so much... It's hard to talk about, I find it really hard to talk about one thing without talking about many things. Like you find it's hard to talk about Neptune without understanding its influence and interrelationship with Uranus or Pluto. And that they, they provide this sort of, it's like playing one note all the time. It's not so interesting. But when you begin getting a whole bunch of notes, um, then it begins making much more sense and being much more fleshed out and, and meaningful. And so... Um, I, uh, I, I would hope to do that, um, again, in the not-too-distant future. So um, we'll, we'll get to that. So um, as I said before when we started, um, I'm going to call on each of you now as, as I can if we have time um, and, and, um, and talk, ask you first your name, and you can tell me your name. Uh, first name is fine. And then um, uh, if you have a question about your chart or someone else's chart, if that's the question, um, then certainly um, just let me know uh, what their birth date or your birth date and day, birth date, place, and time is so I can uh, do what I do. And if you have another question you know, about this topic or um, whatever it may be, certainly we can um, look at something else. Uh, and that, that would be fine as well. Um, I would love to talk about, you know, well, many things, obviously, but uh, let's see what we can come up with here. So um, um, I'm just uh, wanted to grab a little more water here before I start talking again. I haven't stopped talking, but before I start talking again. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Um, so I see uh, a bunch of you here holding on. Let me pick who I believe is the first person here. Again, it always comes up with just the list of numbers and, and, and such, and um, it doesn't have a time until I click on somebody. Then it starts timing things, so it's kind of ridiculous, but that's the way it goes. Um, so here we go. I'm talking to someone with the area code 216. I'll, I'll always say the area code first so you know that I might be picking up you. So who's on the line at 216? Hello. Hello. Hi, my name is Sharon. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine, Sharon. How are you? Good. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> now, have you um have you called before? Do I have you in my database already? A while ago. Well, what, okay, what what's um what's your birth date? September 1st, 1965 at 11:33 p.m. Lavonia, oh, I see you here. Yes. Yes, 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 there you are. Okay, sure, okay. Um, what can I do for you today? 
I want you to look at my chart. I like to see charts with this and see what's coming up like in the next 90 days or so in the near future, future, what you see okay. coming out in my current career okay. that I'm in. Okay. Which I'm um, content. I just want to see if I'm still evolving or what you see picking up on it. Because I was told that I'm going to have Pisces in my Neptune. I don't know. Something that was not what that was a depressing thing. Just tell me what you're picking up. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I, I just just looking at it visually right now. I what I do is I throw up the chart and then put the planets progressed and transiting up there okay. just to get a quick visual. Um, and I do see right now you you do have um, the, you've been having the planet Jupiter moving through your tenth house of career, um, which is a, is generally a very good influence for us. Other things mm-hmm. being equal. Um, and so that would mean since, since this time last year, since April 2021, and continuing now till mid-April 2022, you've had the benefit of Jupiter, which would tend to expand one's opportunities and bring richer rewards in one's public life, including professional life, that would be but the public life in general. So one would think it's been a good time, everything else being yeah. equal. Um, and so, so what will happen now is coming out of that, everything builds to the next thing. And now Jupiter is going to spend the next year and a half, roughly, marching through your 11th house, which is the house of our hopes and dreams, the house of friendship and companionship okay. and community. And that means oh. there's a broadening now, rather than just career advancements, it's also my social world grows and I maybe make new friends or deepen my friendships or get involved in a cause because I, I feel it's something I need to do. Those things would sort of... Um, resonate with that just looking at that one influence but what's what's interesting as jupiter exits your 10th house um saturn's entering it <laughs> so it's one and then the other because they're jupiter's sort of leading saturn around right now and um after their conjunction at the end of was it 2020 um and so now saturn will begin its transit for the next several years of your 10th house and that is a time that we say to anybody that everything I've been working on in my life for the last 15 or more years, I'm now reaping what I've sown. And that if I sowed well and tended the garden well, now is when I see that I'm being, I'm receiving this benefit of these titles and positions and responsibilities. So it's a net positive in that regard. But I also see, see, oh my God, look at all these responsibilities. And then, you know, it's, I feel like also the weight of this now, I mean, how do I maintain this, keep this thing going? How do I adjust the load to keep this going can also be questions that may arise at a time like this. Um, so for most of us, we've done our work, we've done it well, and now we're reaping the reward of that. And, but I also being at this moment, I may consider, okay, do I just keep doing this or should I pivot a little bit or focus more in this direction versus that, but certainly you've, you have reached what we call a climactic moment. Um, and of okay, course, this is where your okay. no, no, this is where your Saturn, this is where your Saturn is by birth. You're born with Saturn, the 10th house, the natural house for Saturn, since it rules the 10th sign of Capricorn, you're driven to succeed uh, in this lifetime. So we know you don't know. phone it in. You know? And of course we can't forget, you're a Virgo. And so Virgos are the worker bees of the Zodiac. So the, <laughs> the combination is so um, you, you should be enjoying this rich reward you're getting right now. But I would tend to indicate with that Jupiter move coming up here and mm-hmm. you know, also your progressed moon now begun its journey through your seventh house of relationship. There is a there is also this focus on focus on partnership, relationship, community. Yeah period now okay um so definitely um part of our responsibility is obviously we see it outwardly and professionally in terms of our job or more community but part of the response the real responsibility is to make sure i'm taking care of myself and and i'm fulfilling i feel fulfilled in what i'm doing so that's the measure of the success you feel now that yes i made this and if it was true and i did it well then I am I'm having this time of self-affirmation, which feels wonderful. It's in the rewards. And you said for several years this is going to be in, it's going through, my, correct? Ten, yeah, it'll be in your 10th house for the next minute. And you'll have, during that period, your, your second Saturn return. Um, 
which will happen for you in the year 20, during the year of 2024. And that okay. is another one of those moments in life where we now realize, oh my God, those 29 years I've just come through, I've ended and now I'm in the last third of my life, archetypically speaking, not how long you're going to live. Um, and I can't live for the same reasons anymore because here I am at the end of my 50s and there's more yeah. behind me than ahead of me and I got to think about the future now. So not that I wasn't thinking about it, but it's just, it's a shift of consciousness. And it's usually it's, I find for many people very rewarding because they realize oh, I've been okay. there, I've yeah. done that, I've succeeded, I've failed, I get it now and I can sort of lean into my wisdom and experience to carry me forward. I'm not like fretting or worried about success or failure. You know, that's not the issue anymore. And I, it's sort of a great relief to get to that point um, in one's life. Okay. I, I find. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's um, fine. Okay. I, I see what I understand it now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I don't, I don't see that. You said that someone was warning you about Neptune's influence or something, right? That was what you were. Yeah. I had heard it from. That it doesn't okay. mean it's bad. They just said it, depression over my house like a black cloud. I'm like, oh my Ooh. god. So I try to no, be happy. No, 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 no. Neptune's. <laughs> and I mean, if we don't understand what Neptune's asking about, it can be exactly. kind of difficult or frustrating. But if we understand what it's for. It's always there to dissolve the boundaries, so that we realize that though I was seeing things I thought fully, obviously was missing something, and now I'm seeing beyond that former circle of belief or knowing into a greater one this is this is quite wonderful but it's also it also creates some confusion so it's a little troubling until it settles down again but there's no major transit of neptune in your chart right now there are some minor ones but it's not a major one and these other influences are far more influential at this time yeah it's okay. more clarity for me. I get it. Oh, thank you so much. I didn't like it. You're very welcome. Have a nice I wouldn't like that either, no. <laughs> I know. Okay. Have a, have a nice know. afternoon. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Sharon. You too. Be well. Take care. You okay. Too. Uh, all right. So um, let's see. Another one person who looks like they've been here for a while. I'm calling I'm on someone on area code. Area code. I hear him. Uh, uh, Ooh, there is an echo. There is an echo. Hello? 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 <laughs> I feel like I'm talking I feel like to myself. Myself. <laughs> myself. Uh Okay, I think there's, okay, some, I think there's some, some reason reason an echo on the line here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'll put you I'll, on I'll mute. Put you I'll, on go mute. Back. I'll go to the back. Just come back. Come back. Okay, thank okay. you. Thank you. Oh, that was very strange. Uh, <laughs> but these things happen. Okay, uh, I'm going to try someone else now. Area code 305. You're on with Bill. Who's calling? This is Diana. Bill, how are you? Let me put oh, myself I... on, on loudspeaker. Okay. Okay. You're in loudspeaker okay. now, and I'm outdoors. Oh. Thank you, Bill, oh, okay. for taking my call. I do appreciate it. This oh, is sure, Diana. Oh, sure. How are you? Yes. Hi, Deanna. How are you? Well, still, you know, in a disarray and scattered. Right now, completely no home. And I was wondering no, if you could see if if that, you know, improves this week. Oh, gee. Um, I know we we keep coming back to these these challenges you have faced from this rather long passage of that progressed moon and Saturn marching through your sixth house of health and healing, um, which, if, you know, is the order of our life and is our life making sense or is it, like you say, in disarray or not making sense? And when it's not, we are stressed and we suffer. Um, and so it doesn't mean that we're meant to suffer, um, but we can suffer because of these <clears throat> influences, obviously. Um, and I would, I would just say that... Um, the good news is that we still have months to go before these planets clear out of here, but this is the last year that the moon by progression and Saturn by transit will be in this house. They will be gone next year, but they are not gone yet. Um, and unfortunately, their persistence in this realm has been associated with your experiences that you've been going through. Um, 
and I, I wish I could wipe them away and wash them away, but I can't. What I can say, because we, we can look for where there are benefits at any one time in our life, where doors could be or may be opening. Um, and, and one thing that's certainly there for you at this time, as it was last year, is you are supposed to be the recipient now of benefits coming to you from other people because the planet Jupiter um, has been and continues to move through your seventh house of relationship. Um, and that, that began back in spring of 2021, um, and, it, uh, and it continues um, um, all the way through this year as well. So I, I would hope um, that, that you are due to get from, as they say, the kindness of those you know and even the kindness of strangers that people should be lending a hand now or providing well, a path now or offering you assistance. Okay? It, it has begun to happen. Right now, I have, I have to face an operation or get oh, no. home okay. and face an operation. And it's uh, a pretty big operation. Mm, should I go for it this month? Ooh. Oh, gee. Um, well, um, I mean, what, uh, there's, there's, again, we, I would like to say to all my clients who ask about medical procedures, especially surgeries, there is no good time for surgery or an operation. There's just the least bad time. Um, and, and so we want to pick the, the most supportive energies for somebody when facing such a trial because there's no, there's no way the body likes to be operated on nor, nor receives that, that experience um, in, a, in a good fashion. It has to recover from that. So is there, is there are good and bad times to do things. Certainly you, you never want to do a surgery uh, at a full moon because um, that just pulls on our tissues and makes it more. Do you have a date that you're set to do this or no date is such yet no, set? No, but it, it's pretty important because it's sitting on the heart and it is a tumor. So no, I don't, but I've been trying to delay it given you know the present state of hospitals and everything. Right. Well, I, if the doctors say that it's it's something that needs to be addressed sooner than later. The, the one thing that is certainly happening in your chart this year is the planet Uranus, which is the planet that is, shakes things up and stirs things up, is moving opposite your sun now, um, which the sun rules the heart, and, and Leo rules the heart. You've got Leo rising, and now this planet Uranus going over your sun, which means you, you definitely want to avoid a a sudden, unexpected event with your heart. And the, the good thing about Uranus is it does represent new techniques and technology. And so when Uranus is having a transit to the sun like this, it means I may be involved in some new procedure or advanced technique in regards to treating my heart, and that would fit the moment. So in that sense, it's good. Um, there's again no, no good time to have heart surgery. Again, just leave that time. So what I would suggest right is now, that you. Yeah. Go ahead. Right now we are in like the moon that is growing. I forget what it's called, right? But, yeah, the, wa- uh, the waxing so, moon phase. Yeah. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. So would it be like maybe a month before I need to operate because in about ten days we're going to have a full moon. Right. It, the, the full moon um, is what you want to avoid, and the full moon is going to be, yes, about, around April 16th or so. Um, that's the day of the full moon. And so would you want to go past that? Generally speaking, right. for surgeries that require where you want there to be healing and growth, you would want to have an operation during a waxing moon period. Um, if you're looking to reduce things and eliminate things, uh, the waning period can work, but it's a little, it's, it really doesn't matter. What matters most is that there are supportive aspects in your chart and no negative aspects occurring in the heavens at the time as much as possible. There's no perfect date for anyone anywhere, but at least the least worst date. Um, Bill, so I was, we could, I was trying, I was trying mm-hmm. to get the home <clears throat> approved for me, and it's pretty yeah. much in the last stages. Once it's approved... I'll go to the hospital. That's why I first okay. asked about home 
Uh, and yeah. then about the operation. And I'm going tomorrow yeah. uh, to submit the papers, and if I can find the money orders for the application and everything, it might yeah. get granted within a week. So I'm thinking to go for the operation at the end of April in Taurus. Right. Well, that, yeah, I mean, and again, um, at, at the, let me look at here, at the end of April uh, 2022, the only thing I don't like about the end, the exact last day of April, again, that's the day of the, sol- that's the solar eclipse. So we, we wouldn't want to do anything on a solar eclipse. Um, okay. So, so that's something we want to avoid. Um, but the good news is once we get into May, um, Saturn is making its first move to begin to leave that sixth house of health and healing. So I would say you're probably a little better off waiting until, the, until we get to like May 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, whatever it is, and not the full moon. So why don't you reach out to me, because I think you have my number um, or my email, and you could, you, when, when you have a clear idea of when you might be scheduling this, and we could look at finding, refining that date to pick the best date possible, okay? I will do that, and thank you, and thank sure. you to everybody that listened. You know, I'm sorry to have taken so long, but this is no, a matter of no, like yeah, don't, don't you worry. This is this is very important. You're you're fine. Don't worry. Okay, uh, and do, do reach out to me when you when you're ready to. Okay. Thank you, Bill, and thank you to everybody. Okay, thank you, Deanna. Bye-bye. Bye, okay. Bill. Okay. Um, okay. So let's see. Um, Here's somebody. I'm not sure how long they've been holding. Let me try. Let me try. Hello. Oh, my goodness. It's not working. Not okay, working. Let me, okay, let me. Okay, let me. Let me. That again. That was that same number. Um, okay. Let me try this person. <laughs> okay. All right. You're on with Bill. Hi. Who's this? Oh, is this Sharon again? No, it's somebody else, because uh, I see it's the same area code. Hi. 216. Hi. Yes. Hi, my name is Patricia. Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Have you Hi. called before? My goodness, I may have, maybe a couple of months ago. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, um, well, let me, um, let me look and see if I've got you in my databases. Are you calling about yourself or someone else? Myself. Okay, sure. Uh, let me see if I've got a Patricia in here. Um, I have two Patricias. Um, are you February 6th or July 16th? July 16th. Okay, so you did, you did call before. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. All right. So how can I help you today, Patricia? Uh, yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm preparing uh, for a lot of things. i like to get some clarity on um, my... I'm relocating to the southwest. My plans are to do it in, to leave May 5th from here. Um, what, and is, am I basically good to go with that time? I, I thought I was going to be have relocated by January of this year. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, and uh, with my, uh, working from home. I'm okay. uh, working on getting some more side gigs while I'm really working on my, uh, you know, build and learning freelance writing and speaking those skill sets. Okay. And, um, yes. Okay. Well, the the your your you as you know are a triple cancer. <laughs> So, so we have your moon, your moon rising in Cancer. Your sun's in the first house, also in Cancer, and you've got Cancer rising. So you're one of those rare birds, Patricia. You've got everything in one in one in one category: sun, moon, and rising sign. Uh, and that means you're a feeling person. You sense and feel your way through life and use your intuition yes. better than most. Let's put it that way. Yes. Um, but it also means no matter whether we're looking at your sun or your moon or your, 
or your rising sign, the ruler of your chart is the is the moon, and therefore that moon is when it moves through progressions in our life, it it shows the area of life that we're focusing upon and need to focus upon, and when it changes a sign or a house, there's a big shift. Well, right now you've had for the last couple of years your moon going through the sign of Scorpio, the sign of transformation and rebirth. Uh, really all of 2020, most of 2020, all of 21. And uh, in May of 2022, your moon changes signs into the sign of Sagittarius, which is the sign of exploration and travel and expanding our horizons. I would be telling you, Patricia, it's time to travel. (laughs) It's time to explore. It's time to spread, spread, spread your wings and fly. Um, you've gone through a, a really transformational two and a half years, and there's been great joy and great pain in that. And now you're coming to a period where it's about storytelling, telling your story, finding your truth, seeking for the truth, and experiencing more freedom in your life. Okay? Yes. And, it, and it starts next month. Okay. Um, and, and as well, what you've been doing for the last few years is your progressed moon really in beginning and probably in 18, but certainly by 19, 20, 21 and 22 here, your moon's moving through the fifth house, which is the house of creativity and self-expression. Um, it's that, it's that I would be telling someone like you, it's time to stretch yourself as a creator, as a leader move on to a new stage of acting, move into a new role to act through, has been what you've been pulled to do. But beginning in the summer, beginning in June, July of 2022, your moon will change houses and move into the sixth house of my lifestyle. And it's time now for you to create a new lifestyle, a new way of living and adjust to new patterns of the world around you and your world within you. And it's a time for healing and making adjustments. Um, And so your life is going to change next month. And even more, you'll feel changes coming in quite strongly as we go into the summer and beyond. Um, Oh, this is big. (laughs) This is, this is very big. Um, Now, now, where in the southwest are you planning on going to? Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, wow. Oh, I love Land of Enchantment. I love that land. It's very special. Um, now, I will say, and I would say this to any watery person, a water sign person like you, understand you need water in your life. Um, and my only concern in going to, well, that part of our country is the lack of water. All right. Um, And so, okay, so what you will need to do is make sure you make it part of your experience to find where there is water there. There are, well, you have the Colorado River. I mean, you've got the Rio Grande moving through Albuquerque itself, but so you have water right there. But there are lakes and reservoirs and waterfalls and sacred water places in New Mexico. And you will need to seek them out and go to them for your for your well-being. Okay. Yes. Okay, because you got you can't get too far away from water. You just can't do that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. So, and you'll find in, when you live in the Southwest that the the environment there is pulling the water literally out of your body. Like you, you begin to find that your rings begin falling off your fingers and things. Literally you're drying out there. It's very dry there, um, um, which is fine. So you have to keep taking care of yourself and moisturizing yourself, drinking lots of water. So make sure you're doing that too. (laughs) Uh, But, but but certainly this, this was going to be one of those times in your life when you, Having gone through a period of, you might say, emotional and spiritual rebirth, that's these last couple of years, you're ready now to spread your wings and fly. Okay? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Question for yeah. me, or is that? Yeah. Uh, well, um, uh, yeah. hmm. oh, boy, I guess I'm just dealing with... Um, 
uh, resisting that sort of thing, Resist. but just keep moving on. Um, should I? Well, I mean, it, 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 I mean, this is going to obviously changes, shake us up, and we need to find. I would certainly tell you <laughs> since. Cancer is all about memory and recollection and remembrance and being finding these things, these energy forms that we're attached to that make us feel secure and safe and remind us of what we're drawn to or find meaningful is make sure you surround yourself with meaningful things in your life that are talismans and, and, and ways of connecting to your memories and recollections and things of that nature. When you put yourself in a new space, you want to make it still reflective of you. So make sure you do that. Um, create your own sacred space in the home you make there in Albuquerque. Okay. Did I lose you? I think I lost you. I don't see you there. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe the phone ran out or something. Let me I think I've got time for one more. Let me try this person. Um, hi, you're on with Bill, area code five, six, one. Hello. Hi, Bill. It's um, December 26, 1967. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Uh, did, did you give me your name? What's your name? Stacy. Stacy. And have you called before, Stacy? Oh, it's been a few years. Oh. A couple of years? Well, let me just, well, let me just see. Maybe, um, maybe I still have you in here because I keep a separate list of, um, yeah, December 26, 67, you said? Yes. It's Great, six, I do have um, you here. 18 a.m. 18. Oh, wow. Yes, okay. I do. No, I, 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 I try to keep good records. So <laughs> it's, well, the, the computer does the work for me. I do nothing. I just enter it in and it's, it's saved. So, okay, so I'm looking at your chart. Um, what can I do for you? Well, um, well, it's spring, so I was wondering if any romance is on the horizon. <laughs> okay, let's let's see what we have here. Um, well, you know, your progress moon um, right now has been and is still in the sign of Libra, which is the sign of relationship. But it would be more even for you a time, as it is for all of us, to sort of work on what patterns have I made or created in a relationship that's created my reality of relationship. And which ones I see working for me and I'm keeping them and which ones have gotten in the way and how I can now change that pattern, have a better relationship with a person already in my life, but also meet the next person who comes into my life in that better manner, as it were. So really, I'm working on my my social intelligence right now is what you've been working on. And so it's been a very intellectually developmental time for you in terms of the concept of relationships, the space of relationships. That's all going to change. In the next couple of months, your moon's going to move into Scorpio and you're going to become much more passionate and much more emotional than you might have remembered. <laughs> uh, Scorpio is very yeah, intense. Everything's it, been it, where, it's been... <laughs> Yeah, everything's been at a standstill, um, yeah. you know, every standstill. And I wonder what, if you think like December, like um, I know it's like Sagittarius isn't really good for me, but there's this one person that's Sagittarius that I don't know if they have an interest in me, but they've kind of important. And their birthday is like December 2nd. Okay. Well, I mean, you do have Sagittarius rising. So part of your persona is Sagittarian. So that does bring, bring you into anybody looking, at, anybody looking at you or trying to have a relationship with you with sense that you also hold that spirit of seeking and searching for truth as part of your way of being in the world. You're meant to be an explorer. You're meant to be a traveler. And that's the whole reason for a Sagittarius. Um, so you would share that love of discovery or of searching and seeking for things and exploring things. And that would be something that would be very meaningful for you um, in this lifetime. So in terms of what's happening here is that whereas right now you've been more trying to keep the balance with the moon and Libra, you'll become much more passionate and emotional about everything, including a person or persons in your life when that moon shifts into Scorpio, which for you starts at the beginning of June, 2022. So in two more months, exactly. 
Wow. So you'll feel more passionate. You and again, this you know this this is just. You know, and you're you're born with your moon in Scorpio. This is not an unfamiliar energy for you, um, yeah. and so you'll really feel that shift. You'll go, I don't want to just hold hands right now. I need a union with somebody. I want to be more deeply involved in my experience and my feelings with somebody. That that's that that's set to start happening in June. Yeah, because it's been many years, many years since I've dated. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's crazy, you know. <laughs> so you're, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get uh, work up into it, I guess. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, always in your life because your Venus and Mars square each other, and Venus is what we want, mm-hmm. but Mars is what we go after. You've been, a, you've been pulled in two different directions. On the one hand, with your moon in Scorpio and Venus there too, you've really wanted that deep, powerful union. But your Mars in Aquarius says you act and continue to act to reassert your independence and your originality. And so you, you, are, you, are not, you're, you hold back or you're reticent or resist what you see as surrendering your freedom. And of course, you, the, prob, the issue is you've got to find a way to see that through deep commitments and true union, I actually come to a greater space of freedom to be myself because I'm with somebody who gets me and helps me even be more me. That's what I've always been really looking for. And now with the moon in Scorpio, you'll be pulled more in that direction of I need the union. I want the union, not a union where I lose myself, but a union through which we find one another. Uh, and can be more of who we are yeah. with one another. That's always been the goal. Yeah, it's okay. funny. I was supposed to be born this, uh, December 22nd, but I was born like four days late. And it's, uh, yeah. So, you would have been um, a yeah. Sagittarius. <laughs> you yeah, been I'm a kind of upset. You know, between me and you, I'm upset. I'm upset well, I was no. born in Sagittarius. Well, no, but you have a Sagittarius been, rising. No, it's fine. Capricorn is a noble sign. I mean, Sagittarians are idealistic, yes, and they do search for the truth, yes, but it's the purpose of Capricorn to be the truth. It doesn't matter if we talk about truth. It's what you do. It's how you live. And that's Capricorn's motto. We have responsibilities to to do what we say we're going to do. And I'm going to hold to that. And so that's why Capricorns hold tradition and they hold that world of responsibility as their world. Um, so don't, don't, don't dismiss your Capricorn nature. It's really special. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you, you, my, my you mom's know, an Aquarius and she says Sagittarius men are great. She thinks, and it's like weird how, <laughs> nothing materializes, you know, they, they're drawn to me, but nothing comes out of it. And I'm like thinking, cause I'm up, I was born four days too late. <laughs> four days too late. Well, I just think it's, you weren't ready. They weren't ready, but hopefully you're ready now. So go with that. Believe that it can happen. Know that this is a time to experience a deep, passionate connection to another and somehow the, the universe will provide opportunity. You just have to be ready for it, okay? Yeah, I waited till I found a job, and I've been at this, this job for, in July, it will be two years. Imagine that. So I was waiting till okay. I, I was set with a job. And, and well, now it's, yeah, so I think that's why nothing has happened before, basically. Okay. So you said I have okay. my rising in Sag. You're rising Sagittarius, your Jupiter's in the ninth house, the house of Sagittarius, and your Jupiter trines your sun, um, which again is, and your, and your Jupiter, that planet Jupiter, the biggest planet lines up very positively with your sun. It's called a trine, Mm -hmm. one third of the circle. And that means you've got all this supportive Jupiterian energy working for you in this lifetime. So don't worry. Well, you're 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 probably luckier than many Sagittarians are. Okay, really, <laughs> truly. <laughs> okay. That's funny. What? Yeah. Thank. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That was make, that that makes me feel better. 
You okay. know, because okay. imagine, well, I'm just, did you ever meet, I'm not try, I, did you uh, yeah, ever I'm know somebody that's better. crazy about their son? Uh, no, I'm saying, did you know their... anyone that wanted a different sun sign? <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I've, I've encountered that, certainly. I've encountered people who wish they were born on a different day. I've got people who hide what day they're born on because whatever, and, you know, all sorts of things. This doesn't surprise me, but, but um, you know, I always like to say all the signs are in every one of us, just in different combinations, and you certainly have some very strong... Sagittarius in your nature, but at your core, you're a Capricorn, and that is the sign of mastery. So it's nothing to be upset about. It's something to really be satisfied with, okay? Yeah, the hard worker is the Capricorn, so I definitely That's right. can relate to that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it was great talking uh, to you, Stacey, again. All right? Uh, and I thanks, hope to talk Bill. to you in the future. Thank you so much. You're you're oh, very welcome. You I'll talk so to you much. again. Okay, to you. Be, yeah. <laughs> okay, be well. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, that was a, a fun show, and I'll be back with you again in a couple of weeks, hopefully. So my, my very best to all of you, and I'll talk to you again. Bye for now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.